Hello, everybody. Paul Jancarella here from Profits and Success. Here to bring you another podcast episode from Marketing Motivations. And let's see what we have in store for you today. I wanted to start uh, with a couple quotes. First being, the only difference between ordinary and extraordinary is that little extra. Now, this quote can be attributed to probably a dozen people, you know, for coming up with it. Um, the, I don't know if the, the Google, I have an Android phone, I have uh, that voice, it's Siri for Apple, but I don't know who the Google voice is, that's a woman's voice for for Android. Anyhow, I dig, digress. In other words, she gives me the quote every morning at a particular hour. And she said it was from Jimmy Johnson, who is a um, renowned college football coach as well as NFL football coach for the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, he really made that quote a point uh, with his players. And the next quote... I want to share, if you don't like me, that's your problem, not mine. And I heard that from Bob Proctor. But I, I kind of resonate with that quote, but not the way that it sounds. Someone that doesn't like me or has an issue with me or has um, some conceived notion of me, I tend, I tend to make it my problem. I said, geez, what can I do to rectify things? You know, and then it kind of is being instilled in me that what other people think about me is none of my business. But sometimes I want to know so bad, just like, ah, oh, did you hear what so-and-so did last night? And of course you want to know. That's gossip, and you can't get involved in that. And I get sucked into that as well. Uh, so I have to really work at these things, uh, like, us, like us all in a certain respect. Today's Darren Daly. Uh, Darren Hardy speaks uh, in the sense of, you know, leadership and uh, doing what needs to be done. His title is, are you promoting the right people? You know, and um, obviously, that's not obvious. Uh, it can be a number of things. But for the most part, are you um, doing a good job uh, as a leader, as a manager, as a, as a producer? You know, there's uh, the skills to be a leader are the polar opposite of those that it takes to be a producer or a salesperson, per se. Uh, you know what I mean? It's a, it's, a, it's a different type of animal, uh, so to speak. You know, some managers were promoted in the sense of being promoted. That's the next step on the, you know, on, on the, on the ladder. Or they were appointed to the position. But that doesn't make for a great manager. I know that sounds 
obvious, but sometimes we say, okay, he's been here three years, does everything we need. Um, she's been a great uh, asset. She's uh, gone above and beyond. You know, we'll just uh, promote them to the next position or appoint them or whatever, whatever have you. Uh, the big difference between a producer or sales is, you know, managing others to produce or sell that's much different. So in other words, managing people is so much different than selling to people. You know, and that's that's the gist that he's trying to get through. You know, people work differently than you, which means managing a, a, a group of five producers, you know, they may not respond to the way your work ethic is or your style is. And you have to recognize that as a leader. And it's a skill to get the best out of others. It really is, you know, uh, bringing the best out of someone that's, say, um, an extrovert and getting the best out of someone that's an introvert, you know, is, is an accomplishment in itself, in and of itself, I should say. But, um, you know, most leaders, managers, you know, they do what they know best. But that doesn't necessarily spell success. So know what you're doing in the sense that are you selling or are you managing people? Are you leading people? And then back into it uh, from that standpoint. And it was, a, it was a nice message from Darren today. Um, in my dynamic Catholic message that I, I don't say, I don't want to say rarely uh, include, but this one was pretty good. I kind of paraphrased it. Uh, you know, the most important conversation you have each day is with yourself. You know, do you know your sense of self? Use your conversation to become the best version of yourself. You know, and, and that's all in all fine and good and dandy and everything. But a majority of the time during the day, I am speaking um, negatively, doubting, in a certain respect, fearing certain things. Uh, and I consider myself a, a, a positive guy. I guess the same way a, a monotone, boring guy thinks he's funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so I'm really not that positive if my mental makeup is negative. You know, you follow me? You, you can't be a, uh, a, a captivating leader, producer, manager, person friend, if you are not being 
a good friend to yourself. And that is a point that I stress immensely. You need not so much positive self-talk in like a, 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 um, a pep talk, but things that you'd love to do that you know you could never do it. Now, I'm not asking you uh, if you wanted to be a professional basketball player and you're, you're 4'10", and, and you have one leg. You know what I mean? There, there are some limitations for the most part. The point is, is the mentality and the attitude toward it. You know what I mean? That 4'10", um, individual that has one leg, having that attitude, portraying that attitude of wanting to be the best basketball player in the world... Uh, will open up several other doors with his persona or her persona. That's that's what I you know pulled out of that that quote. And the Brian Schertz quote: "In every walk with nature." One receives far more than they seek. Now, I struggled with adding this quote or leaving it out. And I said, all right, you know something? You know, every walk with nature, you could say that's every walk outside. In the city, you could say. You know, one receives far more than they seek. Well, what are they seeking, first of all? But... Does it resonate with them? In other words, the walk that they're taking, are they just robotic about it, uh, doing it subconsciously, or are they really looking for some, some benefit? You know, there's far more happening than we perceive, as you well know. Uh, and in a certain respect, that's a good thing. Because if we were conscious of every single thing that's going on, even in a quiet room, we would be frazzled in a certain respect. So, you know, what are we looking to, per- to perceive is, 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 a, is a great point. Uh, then comes our little story. Uh, the, the Dean Schooled Them is the title. And one night, four college kids went out and partied all night long, which I can definitely relate with uh, back in my college days, for sure. Um, some of my buddies now even still do it. <laughs> but they're, they're better men than I am. Um, these four college kids had a great time but they failed to study for their exam the next morning. So they came up with a a plan. The next morning, they all went to the dean and told him that they got a flat tire and they had trouble fixing it and they were out 
until the wee hours, early morning hours, to address that situation. They even went out of their way to smear their hands and face with car grease. So the dean politely listened and extended his concern. Uh, He agreed to get their professor's acceptance and retest them in about three days. So the four students prepared for their exam three days from now. They studied extremely hard and were well prepared for the exam. When they showed up to the dean's office, he placed them each in separate rooms so there would be no cheating. And upon receiving the test, they noticed there were only two questions. The first one was your name, and the second one was which tire was flat on the vehicle. So, that leads us to our moral of the story. Always be responsible and make wise decisions. But, don't lie because it becomes part of your future and the truth becomes part of your past. When you speak the truth, as much as it hurts and as much as it's going to be painful maybe to receive uh, the consequences, it's done. It's behind you. But when you lie, you have to keep making up scenarios and situations. And... Wouldn't it have been something if all four of those students got the answers right? You know what I mean? Who knows? They could have. But the point is, be truthful not only to others, but yourself. And there should be a balance. You know, it's, it's okay to go out and, and hang loose sometimes. But it needs to be... Um, in proportion to what you have for higher responsibilities, such as class, taking exams, other responsibilities and such. But I can look back into my college days, and I, you know, I wasn't too, too bad. Uh, and, And I say that out of relativity. You know what I mean? If I was living in a seminary, I'd, be, I'd get thrown out. But going to a Catholic college, I was, you know, right there with, with the average. Maybe I was above crazy. I was a little above average when it came to being crazy. Uh, you know, I, I, I just look back on, on a time when, you know, our watering hole a bar, Leitrim's, was, it was called. You know, we'd all go there. Uh, they had house-made shots called six heads. 
and they, they tasted like fruit juice for the most part. And I went out of that bar. It was misty. It was kind of a misty rain. I climbed a uh, traffic light pole, and then I continued to hand over hand shimmy myself out into the middle of the, the busy road. Uh, and I was almost where the um, traffic lights come down. I said, ah, I'm not going to get hooked up with that. But I slipped on the wet, you know, steel bar and fell right into the middle of the road. Thankfully, there was no car coming. But can you imagine, you know, the the news stories that happen all the time, you know, drunk college student, inebriated college student, climbing a traffic light, falls into the road and gets killed by an oncoming car. You know, that's, that's just one story uh, of, of my four-year college career. I could do a whole year's worth of podcasts in a certain respect of my, my stupidity and, and my my nutsy cuckoo-ness, so to speak. And, and I tried to shield that from my freshman in college son, high school and college son, and sophomore in college daughter. But it's difficult, especially at summer picnics and stuff with eight very close friends that like to say, do you know what your father used to do? Type thing, and I'm like, oh, man. And I used to deny it to the hilt. I said, don't listen to him, Luke, or JP, or Eliza. Daddy was a very good boy, you know. But they knew the truth. They knew the truth. Um, and maybe I'll share with you a time on spring break down in South Padre Island in, in Brownsville, Texas, just north of Brownsville, Texas, with a hotel fourth floor and a eight foot pool but until then i hope to check in with you tomorrow lord willing and in the meantime be well stay well we'll talk to you soon